With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our area's most beautiful properties deserve the finest realtors. Meeks Realty Group. We focus on buying and selling residential and commercial properties throughout the tri-state area. Contact Meeks Realty Group online at meeks.us or call 304-440-1101. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 580 WCHS, its employees, or WVRC Media. From the studios of WVRC Media, the country, the United States of America, the state, West Virginia, the city, Charleston, this is the Dave Allen Show, and your host. What we've got here is failure to communicate. He's kind of a big deal. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble. Dave Allen. And a good Monday morning to you, a rainy, nasty kind of Monday. Welcome to the Dave Allen Show from the Parbar Store Studio. Brought to you by the Thornton Lauder Group, the voice of Charleston, WCHS. Bigly, Piggly, Wiggly Hotline, 304-345-5858. And the Fruit Pharmacy Text, 304-935-5008. Hollywood Jeff Petty is our producer today. Dave Allen Show comes to you from the Parmar Store Studio. Parmar, the official store of high school sports in West Virginia and the official convenience store of Marshall University. If there's not a Parmar Store near you now, there will be soon. And the show brought to you by the Thornton Lauder Group, including Thornhill Toyota. Come check out the new Camry, Corolla, RAV4, and more. They're not just selling cars at Thornhill. They're creating unforgettable adventures. Click or come by ThornhillToyotaWV.com or on the Thornhill Motor Mile US 119 in Chapman Bell. Coming up a little bit later on in the show, we got uh, State Senator and current Attorney General Candidate Mike Stewart will be on the show a little bit later on. Plus, I want to I got a couple things I want to get into uh, today. A little bit later on in the show, I want to get into the Steve Williams story. Steve Williams, of course, the uh, mayor of Huntington of making it official. It can't really be official till January, but making it as close to official as you can. He filed his pre-candidacy papers to run for uh, governor on the Democratic side. And uh, I got a path where Steve Williams can do well, I'm not going to say where he can win, but I got a couple ideas on how he could uh, do a little bit better. <laughs> Does that make any sense? We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on as well. Uh, and I got some other things in the news I want to get to as well. But it's Monday, and you know how we do it every Monday. We bring a different mayor in from one of the fine uh, municipalities here in the area, in our listening area. And this morning, we have the mayor of Montgomery, Greg Ingram, on the show. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Dave. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for uh, being here. Uh, Absolutely. One of the uh, many cool things about your town a lot of people may not know this is it actually straddles two counties it does uh 
not only it's not the only city in the state I don't think that does that, but it's still a pretty cool fact. I think there's way. nine other ones. Okay. One of the things I learned in my time in state government uh, in dealing with the city of Montgomery is that your city hall actually straddles two counties. Not anymore. Not anymore. Does it do that no, anymore? No, we moved into one of the other buildings. Oh, that's right. Okay, I saw your picture that yeah. you posted that. Okay. Yeah, but, but we used to straddle. We were in both counties, and the uh, county line went right down the hallway. Yeah, and, it it yeah. was unique when I was covering an election there. No, actually, what? Yeah, I was covering an election there one time, and uh, you know when I worked for I, one time, I worked for the Secretary of State's office, and we would go out to all these different you know municipalities, or whatever. I was able to cover two counties in one building. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Commissioner Carper used to say when he made me mad, I just moved my desk over in fact. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, like one of the coolest things in the world. Uh, Mayor uh, Greg Ingram, give us some of your background. Well, to, to tell me uh, about you. I was born in Roan County, Spencer, West okay. Virginia. Grew uh-huh. up a little bit in Walton. Grew up a little bit in Dunbar. Grew uh-huh. up a little bit in Cabin Creek, Shillian area. Uh-huh. Uh, Bell. Uh, did you just keep getting run out of all these I did. communities? I did. Is that what it was? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, they only put up with me for so long, but, uh, I finally ended up in Montgomery and, uh, graduated from West Virginia tech, graduated from, uh, East bank, mm-hmm. uh, East bank high school first, of course. And then, uh, worked for the uh, Walker family at Walker machinery, mm-hmm. uh, probably one of the best, uh, career choices that anybody could make. Uh, that was just a fantastic family to work for. How long were you there? It's 42 years, 43 40, years, 43, 43 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. With one company. Yeah. And you saw a lot of different changes with that company, I'm sure, while uh, you were there. I, we did. And yeah. uh, i tell you, um, again, I can't say enough about the Walker family. They're just first class all the way. So let's talk about the town. Give me the elevator speech about Montgomery. Well, you know, uh, we took a couple gut punches there um, back in 17 when uh, West Virginia Tech uh, was moved to Beckley. And then Fayette County Schools closed to high school. So mm-hmm. that was just one gut punch right after the other. And um I knew that uh, the college was leaving before I ran for mayor, and I just thought that uh, maybe I had the skill set to try to weave our way through that. And um, hopefully, uh, but I can't do it. I certainly don't do it all by myself. I've got the best staff of of any mayor in the county. I mean, any mayor anywhere. Um, We all have good staffs, but uh, the Montgomery staff is just outstanding. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, so we started uh, rebuilding and started – working on the town and doing little things and it takes a long time uh, i've been mayor now uh seven years mm-hmm. uh, i'll be up for election uh next year but um we've done a lot and we've had a lot of outside help we really have the governor's helped us a lot with the challenge academy put the challenge academy in montgomery um you know those kids that come in there uh really need they need the challenge academy uh, I always say they come in looking like slinkies and they leave standing attention. It's a transformation uh, of the mind that uh, is amazing of what, what the Challenge Academy does for our kids. Indeed. And, uh, of course, we, you know, Montgomery was blessed with two colleges. We had uh, West Virginia Tech. We had Bridge Valley Community Technical College. And uh, Bridge Valley's still there. They're mm-hmm. expanding their programs. Uh, Dr. Casey the Sachs on the show on Friday. She spoke very highly of you and your administration. Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you, Casey, is uh, she's she's a real sharp individual. And uh, she's got a lot, uh, doing a lot of good things for Bridge Valley. Not only in uh, Charleston or South Charleston, but also in Beck, or, uh, Beckley, in uh, Montgomery. We've had um, a lot of... Um, Programs that are expanding up there. Uh, we've got uh, a private high school there now, uh, the Montgomery Preparatory Academy. So we still say it's, uh, you know, the old Montgomery High School uh, used to say that uh, where the river flows in um, 
education, the seat of education, uh, and, and it's still that. It, it's still that way. Uh, there's still a lot of education opportunities in Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery General Hospital, of course, is still there, and they're mm-hmm. doing fantastic. Uh, got an AM, FM radio station up there now, mm-hmm. and um, uh, television station is there local. It's mm-hmm. just a community talk. Right, community access kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, community access. Mm-hmm. So we've got those things going on, and um, got a new bridge. Uh, not a new bridge, but a rebuilt bridge. Uh, it's about $13 million worth of renovations the Montgomery Bridge, and uh, hope we can get the rest of it painted. Uh, they painted half. We got the top half done. So there's a lot of things going on, but we've had a lot of outside help. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have another um, company that's going to come in from North Dakota. Uh, it's called Education for Prosperity, and it's a um, they design and manufacture uh, robots for um, – interactive robots for museums uh hmm. the kids can play on those right, yeah. things so uh there'll be uh, hopefully we get the uh, documentation done with uh wvu and we'll have a robotic museum in montgomery and they teach uh, it's called uh, if you wanted to see it on the website it's education for prosperity uh that's the non-profit division and then there's a profit division where they manufacture these robots so i think that's going to be a big plus and um you know the owner of that organization was in and and just so happened that the boy scouts were in up and uh, up on uh, new river gorge and uh, so we took him up there brought him down to clay center uh he got to see a lot of the museums and the type and and uh went to tamarack and those things so he'll be here he's excited to be here sees a lot of opportunity here but uh wants to get out of north dakota as quick as he can he said text me the other night he said it was two degrees <laughs> so uh and he was looking at our weather he said i want to be there well so, it's uh, going to be uh, much cooler this week here but uh, but i can uh, i can certainly understand that what kind of a time uh frame are we looking at for this when this thing may be up and running mayor well he actually wanted to be here before snow flew in north dakota but mm-hmm. i don't think he's going to make no that. because generally speaking i know a little bit about that part of the world yeah. you normally in september october you usually get a pretty big snow in the say Dakota, if so everything goes, that. if everything goes really well uh hopefully uh, in the spring uh-huh. uh spring midsummer but how many of, approximately how many people would you think would be employed there he will bring five with him okay um and uh he has uh, said at uh, probably 18 maybe a maximum of 18 people as he gets up and running um they build all their own stuff there on site uh they have their own 3d printers and they print their own parts and they do those type things mm-hmm. so they'll need people to help manufacture right, yeah. in the well and any time that a business comes in i mean and not everything's going to be new core or toyota as we say but every little bit helps and, every and, little bit and, helps. and that's and, you know, good and that's going to spurn some you know local uh, other uh, other entities hopefully to come in exactly or at and, least benefit and, from and the upper canal valley in montgomery too uh we're we're pretty much landlocked up there i mm-hmm. mean every every available land is has something on it and um so these these small um small companies that come in um every little bit helps mm-hmm. and um it's jobs it provides uh, some income for people and um you know of course we've got uh my opinion most beautiful city in west virginia right here in charleston um i mean the access here and and the things that are here in charleston we may not have it in montgomery but we're only 30 miles away yeah and the other good thing is we're only 30 miles from new river gorge so yeah. and now with now with that being a national park i mean yeah it's kind of puts us in a good spot sure, there. Yeah, so uh, absolutely but uh, very peaceful and uh 
pretty safe up there. You know, I always say we'll never get hit with a nuclear bomb unless they miss somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one way to put it, I guess. We're talking with uh, uh, the Mayor Montgomery, uh, Greg Ingram, here on Mayor Monday on the Dave Allen Show. Now, in addition to being the mayor, you've also announced you're going to be running for the House of Delegates, uh, District 52, Uh, right? I have uh, pre-candidacy papers to run for District 52. That's the Upper Canal Valley. Okay. Canal City to Montgomery. Okay. And, uh, you know, as you said, it, it covers all of Montgomery, even a little piece of Fayette County, mm-hmm. uh, the other end. So, uh, And you can do both. You can be mayor and serve in the yeah, house. Yeah, they're both part-time jobs. Okay. So, so, so uh, after as, as somebody who is, I guess, retired as far as your your job Correct. with Walker um, and you're the mayor, so now why do you want to add House of Delegates on there? Well, I think there's so many things that needs to be done in the Upper Canal Valley, and that's the district I live in. I believe that uh, I do believe in regionalism. Uh, I think that uh, you know the we have nine municipalities in the Upper Canal Valley, and I just say why. Um, there's so many things, and, and regionalism is not something you just flip a switch. I believe regionalism is something that you start making services regionalize the services. For example, why wouldn't you have? Uh, one fire department uh, and different different uh, uh, stations mm-hmm, yeah. throughout. Why don't you have one police department in the Upper Canal Valley? Uh, those are kind of the thoughts that I think of. And then eventually you can move into regionalism maybe uh, as, as one unit. But I do believe that public service is something that we are going to have to, in West Virginia, we're going to have to regionalize um, – to survive yeah, because uh, you know i'm from a small community and i know what the struggles are mm-hmm. but uh, i think if you look at some of the um, uh, areas that uh, that are not a municipality like shillian cabin creek uh, little creek area uh, campbell's creek those folks need services that we all have true sure. yeah and uh, the only way we can do that is is to regionalize and try to bring in uh, so i don't know that i can do that but i can certainly carry that that word to the state house and try to push that uh, that agenda talking again with uh, mayor uh, of montgomery uh, greg ingram uh, i want to wish you uh, the best mayor as both mayor of montgomery and also your bid for the house of Gale- uh, delegates i will say that uh, you folks do a great job on your town facebook page uh, because i was kind of stalking a little bit last night get some notes together for the show i think you just had a big uh, uh, fall festival trunk or treat or something just happened trunk there, or right? treat trunk yeah. or treat yeah and so uh, i know you i'm sure you got big things coming up as we head into the christmas season as well we have christmas pay uh, christmas parade is december the first mm-hmm. uh first friday of uh of december every year uh unfortunately i'll be in washington dc that day so mm-hmm. i won't be there for the parade but uh, i'm sure i'll see it on facebook okay <laughs> mayor i appreciate you we'll have you back on again thanks a lot absolutely uh, thank you Dave. it's mayor uh, the mayor of montgomery greg ingram here on this morning's dave allen show hang out with me just one second here mayor phone calls to the dave allen show in service of bigly piggly wiggly when shopping at your bigly piggly wiggly be sure to join their loyalty program you can save big at the gas pumps and throughout the store with their electronic coupons and free gifts on fridays just for stopping by from farm to table bigly piggly wiggly the best kept secret in charleston and our texting service provided by fruit pharmacy your hometown family pharmacy 921 we're going to take a break when we come back mike stewart is here from the parmar store studio it's the dave allen show brought to you by the thornhill auto group and the voice of charleston wchs Brought to you by the Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses. Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses have been creating jobs in West Virginia since 1997. 
Are you ready to make every adventure awesome? Look no further than the new Thornhill Toyota. Introducing the 2023 Toyota Camry, Corolla, and RAV4. The ultimate companions for your journey. Whether it's the sleek Camry or the adventurous RAV4, we've got the perfect ride for you. And don't forget our unbeatable selection. We've got a ride for every style and budget. At the new Thornhill Toyota, we're not just selling cars. We're creating unforgettable adventures. So why wait? Visit us today and let's make every adventure awesome together. Click or come by at ThornhillToyotaWV.com. We're on the Thornhill Motor Mile, US 119 Chapmanville. See Thornhill for full details. It's not every day you purchase a vehicle, but one person who does, Larry Dawson. Larry Dawson Auto Sales in Nitro. I'm Randy Dameron with a message regarding honesty, integrity, and the willingness to save you money when it's time for you to purchase a slightly used vehicle. I've known Larry as a friend for years, and you too can have a friend in the car business. Click or come in today and meet Larry. Larry Dawson Auto Sales, Nitro. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Thrive with five at the best community bank in the Canal Valley, Poca Valley Bank. Poca Valley Bank is now offering a certificate of deposit special, 10-month APY, annual percentage yield 5%. Take advantage of this great rate to grow your savings. For more information, stop by a Poca Valley Bank location today or call 844-782-2651. Poca Valley Bank, where relationships matter. Certain terms and conditions apply. Rates based on minimum annual percentage yield. Subject to change without notice. Minimum deposit required of $10,000 of new money not currently on deposit with Poca Valley Bank to receive APY. Member FDIC. Twenty-three. Dave Allen Show brought to you by, by QC Kinetics of Huntington across Lange. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, your hips, your shoulders, or your back. QC Kinetics can make it happen without steroid surgery, pain pills, or downtime. Call QC Kinetics of Huntington across Lanes for a complimentary consultation. 304-202-5566. 304-205-66 for QC Kinetics of Huntington and Cross Lanes. Hollywood Jeff Petty is our producer today. State Senator and candidate for Attorney General Mike Stewart. Is here. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Boy, it feels like fall, doesn't it? It does. It's going to feel more like fall here in a couple days, they tell us. It is, but yeah. I tell you, I've blown those leaves so many times, I'm ready for it to end. <laughs> well, they're just going to blow back again. You know, that's what I tell my wife. They're just going to fall again, if not this year, next year. Uh, so last time we talked, you were headed to the border. How was your trip? I tell you, remarkable trip. And uh, I tell you what, it opens up your eyes. I mean, you can see the stuff on television. You can see the challenge uh, across the board, but it changes everything, I think, to see it up front and in person, to talk with law enforcement who work that border every single day, to be in some of those boats going up and down uh, the Rio Grande, to be able to see. And you get disoriented, actually. Uh, when you're looking what you think is south, it's actually America. When you're looking what you think is north, it's Mexico. And so we need some billboards on that border that say, Welcome to welcome to Mexico on the U.S. side. That way, when they get there, they're like, oh, my God, I need to turn around and go back. We went the wrong direction. <laughs> Mike, I think it was a legitimate <laughs> a legitimate question. It was after me after the last time you were on the show, somebody texted. And I know you went on the trip. There are a couple other legislators that went. When you go, when you take a trip like that, uh, who pays for those sorts of things? 
Yeah, so I paid my flight, uh, the accommodations at the hotel, and uh, the, I guess the tour itself, whatever that cost, was paid for a group by a group called a Federation for American Immigration Reform. Mm-hmm. Uh, not unusual, uh, but I paid my own flight down, okay. uh, which is the biggest uh, piece of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I think it's important that we see these things straight up. And some people say, well, geez, what's it matter to a candidate for attorney general or a state senator? My goodness, have you seen the numbers? And uh, West Virginia is not immune from this challenge. Have you seen the folks on the terror watch list that have made uh, made their way across that border? There's going to be a serious issue moving into the future. And when you see the mere numbers, almost 300,000 in the last month coming across that border, the number of folks, especially with a world in chaos and the challenges we face as a country, that southern border does matter with respect to what we're seeing in Israel today or what we're seeing in Ukraine. It all ties together. We need to be smart. We need to be prepared. And I think it's important for policymakers to see these things up front, close and personal. Again, we're talking with the state senator and candidate for attorney general, Mike Stewart, here on the Dave Allen Show. It is a uh, three-person race, sir, for attorney general now. Yourself, state auditor, uh, or state senator, rather, Ryan Weld, as well as state auditor, J.B. McCuskey, on the Republican side. It, it's gotten a little ugly. I mean, a little ugly. Just a little. So far. I mean, I don't know if it's ugly. I, listen, I think it's fair to be able to talk about record. That's all I talk about okay. is the record. And if we've gotten to the point in politics that we can't talk about people's mm-hmm. voting records, mm-hmm. because I've seen this time and time again, the reason people are so cynical is because during a campaign season, they hear folks say this is where they stand. They get elected. They go com- some someplace completely different. Listen, it's really a two man race. Let's be honest about it. It's a race between J.B. McCuskey and myself. You don't think Ryan Weld has a chance at all? I mean, go out there and run your race. Uh, I like Ryan. He serves with me in the state senate. He's a good, he's a good young man. Uh, but I think it's a two-person race from all indications as we travel the state, as we look at whatever poll happens to be out there. Uh, but listen, he could run an incredible race, pull a pull a surprise. It happens all the time. But it's a two-person race right now. And the questions I'm asking are, look at the look at the record. Look at the record. Where do you stand on the Second Amendment? J.B. McCuskey four times voted against the Second Amendment and against concealed carry. That's a totally valid question to raise. Why do I have to raise these questions so early? I'm not going to be the deeply funded good old boy candidate. That's not going to happen, right? Personal injury attorneys aren't loading Stewart up with cash, nor would I take it. Uh, folks that have been around for a long time that want that softer, easier, sort of traditional politician approach, they're going to be with JB. And frankly, he brought $400,000 to the race from that failed gubernatorial race, where I think he finished at 3 or 4%. Listen, this is going to be a Republican primary where conservatives get to come out and express their interest in whatever candidate they want to be the next attorney general. But make no mistake. The most important race on the ballot's not governor in the next election. It's attorney general. That's where the battles are fought in federal court. I'm running against a guy who hasn't been a practicing lawyer for uh, almost eight years, at least. I think that's relative. I'm running against somebody who's been against the Second Amendment multiple times. I think it matters. So on a host of different issues, 
It's not that I dislike JB. He's a friend of mine. I like JB, but these issues matter when it comes to attorney general. And unlike any time in our past, the next attorney general is going to have to live in the federal courts, whether it's transgenderism, whether it's tort reform. You got to question where you stand on tort reform. If you're taking tens of thousands of dollars from personal injury lawyers, uh, whether, whether we're talking about bail reform and cashless bail, where do you stand on these issues? So all I say is let's have these debates. Let's talk about the issues. Let's make sure the public's well informed as to where everybody stands so that when they go to vote, it's not about who has the deepest wallet. It's about who stands with the people of West Virginia, what they want in the next attorney general. So you're open for a debate, discussion, forum, whatever. I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen at some point, but you're, you're 100% on board I'm with that. I'm ready right now. I can call in and <laughs> we'll spend the rest of the day talking about these. Listen, I'm not somebody who has a consultant behind me telling me what to think. I realize that I have opinions on things. But I can tell you this, as I travel around West Virginia, grassroots folks are with me in this campaign. Why? Because they care about the issues that I care about. I care about those issues for them. I feel really good about where we're at. All right. I want to ask you, I'm going to ask you a tough question here. All right. And it has to do with the media. Mm-hmm. Now, you've had some not so nice things to say <laughs> about the media as of late. You and I have known each other for quite some time. I think we're friends. You know I'm a member of the media, right? Well, and, so, and when you make comments, though, Mike, when you say the media, you're taking us all down. So here's the challenge, right, when I use the term the media, uh-huh. right? If I've got 132 or whatever those characters are at on Twitter. <laughs> listen, there is a big difference. There's a reason your show starts with a disclaimer. I think it's something like the views and opinions expressed on this show are not the views and opinions of WCHS. Mm-hmm. Listen, I view the media, those folks who consider themselves journalists, different than folks who are commentators or opinionists or editorialists. I think that this show, you do do a lot with respect to news and information to provide to the public, but I don't think you hold yourself out as a journalist. I'm not a journalist, no. No, there's a huge difference. My difference comes with journalists, journalists who are drawing their personal bias into stories and, and, and basically letting that feed into the public. I'll give you an example. CPS, I, after the Sissonville incident, I, I let a week pass as I looked at the facts and circumstances. As a former federal U.S. attorney, these things matter to me. I can tell you this. When I was U.S. attorney, despite this opiate uh, scourge that's poisoned our countryside and our families, I received three or four times as many questions and concerns about things like CPS. I issued, as a sitting state senator, a member of the Judiciary Committee, as a former U.S. attorney, and as a candidate for attorney general, a call for full transparency on Sissonville and a full reveal as to how the operations of the entity work, CPS. That is newsworthy. Mm -hmm. And so one member of the journalist uh, community holds himself out as a journalist, decided it's too late, it's not material, doesn't matter. And so despite all those news organizations around the state, including this one, who reported on that call, that important story that we still don't have the facts on, this journalist said, no, 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 I, I just don't think it's relative or important. So all of the newspapers in that family of 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 that big company, their their readers never got the story. So a journalist got to define whether it was news or not. That's my issue is that it's not when it comes to shows like this, you're allowed to have any opinion you want. You can think Stuart's a moron or you can support Stuart. It doesn't matter, right? You're you're not in here on here purporting to deliver the news to folks. 
The problem people have, I think, and I think it's fair for me to say this all across West Virginia and our country, are folks who define the news for us. What's material, what's not material, whether they like Trump or don't like Trump. You've said many times, listen, Trump did some good things as president, but Mm -hmm. he's not my cup of tea coming into 2024. We need another candidate. You're totally entitled to that. You're not a journalist. Journalists, though, should be reporting on Donald Trump from the facts and circumstances. Let Let the opinions of the public be determined by the facts, not by some journalist who gets in the middle and defines it for us and tells us what to think and changes facts to fit their personal bias. That's my issue here. And I draw a clear distinction between commentators and folks like Sean Hannity on Fox News, not journalists, not journalists. Thank you. Lots of opinions, <laughs> but not journalism. Journalists, though, like Brett Baer mm-hmm. and folks who work for a newspaper, folks who hold themselves out as journalists should report the facts, let the public decide. It's that simple. We saw, speaking of Trump, Mike, we saw last week that the former president endorsed Governor Justice in his race for U.S. Senate. You headed up the Trump campaign in West Virginia in 2016. Any chance of a Trump endorsement for you? Well, listen, I'd certainly love one, uh, but I can tell you this with Donald Trump, I leave it to his campaign to make up all those determinations. I've been with him from the beginning. I support President Trump. I am here today calling on my opponents for attorney general to endorse President Trump. Both of them have been on the record pretty critical of President Trump in the past. He's going to be our nominee. There's no question he's going to be the next president of the United States if we all get behind him. And I need those opponents who are running for attorney general to make it clear to the public where they stand with respect to the former president being the next president. This is a world in chaos. The economy's in crisis. I look at families who are struggling to get by every single week to pay for groceries, put food on the table, to put gas in their car. Uh, listen, Donald Trump, I said this before on Hoppy Kerchival's show, I wasn't supporting Donald Trump to be my pastor. I was supporting Donald Trump to be my president. Why? Because we need a tough leader. And I believe fundamentally that if he were president today, this world in chaos wouldn't be the case and interest rates wouldn't be soaring. Let's get back to you uh, as attorney general. Um, Why do you think you're the best candidate? Well, I don't think there's any question that I'm the best candidate. I think if you were to ask my opponents in that secret moment where they weren't being recorded they say stewart's the best candidate you really think that jb mccuskey and ryan weld are going to say stewart's the best candidate listen they may (laughs) i I, I don't think there's any question there's no question listen my background uh far bigger from the standpoint of the experience needed to be attorney general i don't say it lightly i'm not bragging about it the facts are the facts i've been a practicing lawyer for more than 20 years i've had a big record as u.s attorney prosecuting two members of the state supreme court and trust me I've learned that prosecuting those two members of the state Supreme Court, although the right thing to do, they don't make it easy to run for other offices because the good old boys take note. They're like, holy crap, Stuart's not going to follow our orders. And I'll say this, that I'm not the lobbyist favorite, right? Because I'm not going to follow their charge every time they tell me what to do. I'm going to look at every issue independently. I don't believe that there's any candidate in West Virginia. I'm not running for the title of attorney general. I'm not running to be attorney general. I'm running to do attorney general. There's a big difference. I'm not using this as a stepping stone regardless of what folks say. I'm not. So you don't have any plans like maybe after AG if you win this race of maybe and I, I know you can't predict the future, but I mean you're you're not looking at that someday maybe running for Senate or governor or something like that. I can tell you categorically, West Virginia needs somebody like me. And listen, I sometimes I get rubbed as, as being gruff and being tough and 
and not being nice enough out on the campaign trail. Let me tell you what you don't need as an attorney general in West Virginia. When the EPA is breathing down your neck trying to take your jobs, when the FTC is coming after you, when those folks trying to take your guns on the Second Amendment, the last thing you need is a nice good old boy to be your attorney general. You need somebody ready to roll up their sleeves and get to work to fight. That's a job probably built for me. And what I mean by that is somebody who, who has the experience to go in the courtroom and win. One of my candidates hasn't even practiced law for almost eight years. And the little experience he does have, and we can talk about this later, Nicholas County, the flood, the flood issues, after he had that big press conference, he rolls off to my office several days later to say, hey, you need to take this case. You need to take this case. But I can tell you, it compromised my ability to prosecute those cases. Why? Because of things that had been done in the field. And so I've had lots of press conferences. My view is though, you hold that press conference till you get all the facts lined up and you're ready to move forward with prosecution. My rate is high. I've been very successful in that respect. But I think more than anything, the people of West Virginia need somebody like me to go in as attorney general, continue to be aggressive, but also be prepared to fight. I'm not going to be there to make anybody happier to represent any special interest group, but the people of West Virginia, those jobs, those values we're fighting for, whether it's transgenderism, whether it's the Second Amendment, whether it's drilling, fracking, and mining, these issues are real. You may not like that Stuart talks about these things, but listen, if I run a campaign as a fighter, I'll be an attorney general as a fighter. I'm prepared day one. I don't need to learn on the job. I know how to build a big organization, be successful at doing it. And I can win in the federal courts for our people. Attorney General candidate, State Senator Mike Stewart. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Great. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, because pretty much you set me up for the rest of the week. So I can just talk about this interview. So that's all I have to No more homework. I just, no, but I love the calls, too. I love the haters calling in to say how, how <laughs> terrible Stewart is. Well, it's just your family. Uh, this <laughs> Mike, we'll talk again soon, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. 21 minutes uh, away from 10. Hold on one second here. The uh, Dave Allen Show brought to you by General Hardware and Lumber of Winfield. From kitchens to paints to decks, straight framing wood, roofing metal, and anything else that you need, you're going to find at General Hardware and Lumber of Winfield. We're back after this from the Parmar Store Studio. It is the Dave Allen Show brought to you by the Thornhill Auto Group and the voice of Charleston WCHS. Brought to you by the Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses. Eric J. Tarr Family Businesses are small businesses with big impact, including Generations Physical Therapy and Snap Fitness. Elevators. You take them for granted until they let you down. If you're working to maintain a stellar reputation, then let me introduce you to DC Elevator. We want to work with you to make sure your people get where they are going. What could be better than a new company coming to the area and already having 45 years of experience? DC Elevator is bringing a new culture of elevator maintenance, repairs, modernization, and installation to West Virginia. Don't leave your people hanging. For a free consultation, call DC Elevator at 304-345-7222. Hello, I am Judge Stephanie Abraham, and I am running for circuit court here in Kanawha County. Judge Stephanie Abraham was appointed to the circuit court by Governor Jim Justice. Judge Stephanie Abraham owned and managed her own law firm and was an attorney for the Department of Education and general counsel for the State Board of Education. Judge Stephanie Abraham is a fair and balanced but tough judge who will always follow the Constitution to protect liberty and achieve justice for all. I am Judge Stephanie Abraham. I appreciate your vote for Kanawha County Circuit Court. Paid for by the committee to elect Judge Stephanie Abraham. Are you ready to make every adventure awesome? Look no further than the new Thornhill 
Toyota. Introducing the 2023 Toyota Camry, Corolla, and RAV4. The ultimate companions for your journey. Whether it's the sleek Camry or the adventurous RAV4, we've got the perfect ride for you. And don't forget our unbeatable selection. We've got a ride for every style and budget. At the new Thornhill Toyota, we're not just selling cars. We're creating unforgettable adventures. So why wait? Visit us today and let's make every adventure awesome together. Click or come by at ThornhillToyotaWV.com. We're on the Thornhill Motor Mile, US 119 Chapmanville. See Thornhill for full details. The most wonderful time of the year is here. Uh, uh, of course, I'm talking about football season, and your local Parmar stores are ready. Hey, it's Dave Allen. Whether you need to gas up the tank, grab a bite to eat, or stock up on snacks and drinks for the tailgate party, or for your own couch, Parmar's got you covered. Parmar is the official store of the West Virginia Secondary Schools Activities Commission and of Marshall University. Happy football, and remember, if there's not a Parmar store near you now, there will be soon. Two minutes away from Tam, the Dave Allen Show brought to you by Bridge Valley. Are you interested in improving your company's IT workforce? Well, did you know that Bridge Valley offers custom-tailored IT training to bridge the skills gap? At Bridge Valley, you can train for little or no cost with a 50-50 salary match. Bridge Valley can also supply skilled graduates and apprenticeships for your company. Visit bridgevalley.edu slash apprenticeships today. The great thing about having Mike Stewart on the show, Jeff, is that uh, I don't pretty much have to do anything the rest of the week. I can cancel all the guests. I can just read the text when Mike Stewart is on the show, and I'll do my best to try to give in here. Plus, I got some news items I want to get to as well. So let me go ahead and start with the text. Uh, text says, so Mike's confusion then is he's assuming everything he says and does is newsworthy. Why? Uh, Texas David, I appreciate you announcing at the top of the show that Mike Stewart would be on, so I know to turn it off. Tex says, uh, Mike, how many actual hours have you billed since you've been back in private practice? Says a texter. Uh, compare records. Ask Mike why he filed for another office before he ever made a vote in the state Senate. He has zero trial experience and was the laughing stock of the U.S. Attorney's Office. He's nauseating. According to a texter, uh, why did Mike Stewart vote against PEIA reform after it had been discussed for several months and is costing taxpayers tons of money to subsidize a government run health care plan? Uh, another thing I've wondered for everyone, if a jury of his peers finds Donald Trump guilty, what do people do, according to a texter? Texter says, yesterday, Mike Stewart tweeted that he enjoyed speaking to the Cabell Chamber and posted an article, but it was an event from five years ago. Love to know why he's posting five-year-old stories and passing passing them off like their new content. Uh, text says, uh, Mike didn't say one thing uh, there about how it affects West Virginia uh, I think he's talking about immigration. We could actually use some of those immigrants here, but the hammer only sees nails. Tex says concealed carry isn't the Second Amendment. Um, Tex says Stephen Allen Adams said he would take you more seriously, but for the fact that you hang out with Ron Gregory. What about that? <laughs> According to a texter. Um, Tex says, uh, Mike, the drug problem got worse under your watch. The gun problem got worse under your watch. Uh, Trump did executive order and took bump stocks called gun confiscation, according to a texter. Um, asked Mike if his idea, if it's his idea or someone else's, to use tax funds as pre-campaign ads by putting the name of all U.S. attorney PSAs before his pivot to run for office. Uh, breaking says a text a total of more than 10 million illegal border crossings in the U.S. have been reported since Joe Biden took office January 2021. The greatest number in history 
and of any administration. This is more than the individual populations of 41 states. Official U.S. Customs and Border Protection apprehension data includes uh, it's a bunch of numbers. I, I don't have time to get into all that. Uh, this makes the combined official apprehension. Uh, the man has got to go. Talking about Joe Biden, I think. I appreciate all the numbers, but I just don't have time to get into all the numbers. Um Dick says, uh, Mike Stewart is a silk stockings lawyer, was a veneer of fake populism while exclusively representing big business and the elite constantly sets their traps for the adoration of a rapist. Always get behind their rapist. Mike Stewart, 2023, says a texture. Mike Stewart, if he agrees that VP Kamala Harris can unilaterally reject electoral college voters and declare Biden the winner of the 2024 election. Dick says, I doubt Stewart paid for it. Talking about uh, the trip to the border, uh, if he can actually use campaign cash. Well, he says he paid it himself, the trip to the border. He and I think there was three, uh, two other uh, state senators from West Virginia that took that trip. Uh, will Mike Stewart tell us his record as a private attorney representing big corporate interest? Ask Mike Stewart, uh, when will he go after AEP and its support for transgenderism or whatever bigotry that he was talking about? Uh, I feel like this entire coming election is a choice between a pile and a steaming pile. Guess which category job abandoner Mike Stewart falls into? The only thing Mike fights for is air, since his head is so far up his rear. (laughs) Ouch. Um, Text is interesting that Stewart says he doesn't listen to lobbyists when he just got back from a paid trip by one. Uh, texter says, uh, Dear Dave, when you hear the new show open and the announcer gets into the Dave Allen show part, do you look up at your autographed picture of Tony Romo and whisper, I made it, I finally made it? Since the text. Uh, the Dave Allen Show is brought to you in part by Meeks Realty Group. As a locally owned real estate powerhouse, they specialize in residentially commercial properties. No property is too big or too small for Meeks. With their team of the finest realtors in the business, Meeks Realty Group is your trusted partner in finding your dream home or your dream commercial investment. Call them at 304 That's 304-401-1101 or visit meeks.us. All right, so the last, so last week, Huntington Mayor Steve Williams said he will run for governor of West Virginia, the Democratic ticket. Now, he had announced it on Labor Day at the annual Labor Day picnic in Racine. But uh, last week, he filed the pre-candidacy papers with the West Virginia Secretary of State's office. Now, someone asked me over the weekend what I thought of Steve Williams' chances of being governor of West Virginia. And uh, the answer to that Again, not a journalist, as Mike Stewart pointed out, not a journalist, just an opinion nor, if you will. With all due respect to Steve Williams, slim to none. Slim to none. Because I just don't see West Virginia electing a Democrat to be governor or any other constitutional office at this time. I will say I think that Mayor Williams is a good choice by the Democrats. He tends to be a little bit more moderate and a little little bit more like the West Virginia Dems of old. Um, he's not a Stephen Smith type, with all due respect to Stephen Smith. Um, of course, you know, I, I, I didn't see Ben Salango as being that extreme either, but he never really had a chance in 2020. And, and Steve Williams is an interesting story. He's a former member of the House, and he's had a lot of real-world success in the world of business, which could appeal to the more business-like members of the electorate. 
Uh, and, and I will say this about Steve Williams. He has really done some great things in Huntington. Huntington was on the verge of utter collapse when Steve Williams took over as mayor. I mean, the, the city couldn't pay their bills, and they were facing, this is not an exaggeration, they were facing uh, ruin until Williams got there. Huntington is thriving now. Of course, having a bursting at the seams, Marshall University doesn't hurt. <laughs> and, you know, I'm in Huntington like once a week or so, and not just for Marshall things, but um, I, I can tell you this, the Huntington of 2023 is nothing at all like the Huntington of 33 years ago when I was beginning uh, as a student at Marshall University. Or it wasn't even the Huntington of the 90s or the early to mid-2000s. Point blank is Steve Williams has done an incredible job with that city. Now, that having been said, I was asked recently what Steve Williams could do to even have a shot to win the governorship of west virginia i you know i don't pretend to have all the answers if i did i wouldn't be sitting behind this microphone right now i'd be doing political consulting um but there are a few things that i think that steve williams could do and if you're listening mayor williams you can take note this is i'm not i won't even send you a bill for it um steve williams you know doesn't need me to tell him how to run his campaign but i do feel that some of what I'm about to say could be of use to him. First of all, he has, 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 all capital letters, has to distance himself from the Democratic Party on the national level. He needs to come out point blank, point blank, and say, do not tie me to President Joe Biden. Do not tie me to Chuck Schumer, AOC, Pelosi, or anyone else that's on the national front that West Virginians identify with the National Democratic Party. That's for starters. He needs to not speak negatively or even speak at all against former President Trump. I mean, if he's asked a question, skirt it. (laughs) Change the subject. Do whatever. Uh, Because, like it or not, and I'm certainly, as you know, you know, Stewart even pointed it out there, I'm not a Trump supporter. I was, not now. But speaking against President Trump, I'm also not running for office. (laughs) Speaking against President Trump is political suicide in West Virginia. So in short, I think that Steve Williams needs to become a West Virginia Democrat of old. And I don't know that he can do that if he wants support outside of West Virginia. And make no mistake about it, as any of the candidates for governor on the Republican side will tell you, and anybody that's run for a statewide office or, or Senate or whatever over the last 10, 15, 20 years or so will tell you, outside support is crucial to getting elected. I mean, I hate it, but that's just the way it is. Um, and as for I, how I think Steve Williams will do, I think it depends on who the Republican nominee is. I think if he faces Patrick Morrissey, hear me out on this, I think his chances are much better than if he faces one of the other three major Republican candidates. With all due respect to Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, he's not seen by a lot of people as a very likable person. He comes across sometimes as being a very angry little man. Uh, Most Republicans that I know think he's done a fantastic job as AG. 
but I don't really care for him that much personally. And knowing Mr. Morrissey like I do, I don't think he really cares. I think he might wear that as a badge of honor, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, you got to ask yourself a question. Who'd you rather have a beer or go fishing with, Morrissey or Williams? If it's a battle with Mayor Williams facing Capito, Warner, or Miller, I think it's a better matchup for one of them. You know, Williams is always smiling, always seems to be in a good mood, not angry all the time, as as Patrick Morrissey is. You know, Warner, Capito, Miller, they can all smile and joke, and I know all three of them, and work for one of them for four years, they're capable of, I think, maybe relating more to the common people. And it's something that, quite frankly, again, with all due respect to Patrick Morrissey, I think he lacks. So if I'm Steve Williams... I denounce the National Democratic Party, maybe even the state party. Distance yourself a little bit from the state party, too. Now, I don't know whether he's actually going to do any of these things or not. That's just kind of the path I see forward. That's that's just me. Dave Allen's show is brought to you in part by Huston's Pizza. This month at your favorite Huston's, get a large 18-inch pepperoni pizza and any pizzeria, only $21.99. Find your local Huston's for dine-in delivery or pickup at Huston'sPizza.com. We're back after this. It's Dave Allen's show on The Voice of Charleston, WCHS. Are you a physical therapy assistant and looking for an opportunity in orthopedics, wellness, and athletic care? If so, Generations Physical Therapy is offering flexible work hours and an upbeat atmosphere. With seven convenient locations, Generations may have a job designed for you. Visit GenerationsPT.com. Unsure you're ready for retirement? That's understandable. After all, you only retire once. Make the smart choice and call 4th Avenue Financial. If it deals with retirement planning, you can be confident they have the experience you need. Retire right with 4th Avenue Financial. Go to 4thAvenueFinancial.com or call 304-746-7977 to book your free introductory meeting today. Securities offered through JW Cole Financial Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through JW Cole Advisors Incorporated, JW Cole Financial, JW Cole Advisors, and 4th Avenue Financial are unaffiliated entities. Are you worried about retirement? Stike Wealth Enhancement Group is the premier retirement planning service in West Virginia. With years of experience and a commitment to personalized service, we'll work with you to create a custom retirement plan that addresses your unique needs and goals. Whether you're just starting to plan or nearing retirement age, Stike Wealth Enhancement Group makes the process easy and stress-free. Visit stikeweg.com for more information. Securities and advisory service offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA/SIPC. Are you ready to make every adventure awesome? Look no further than the new Thornhill Toyota. Introducing the 2023 Toyota Camry, Corolla, and RAV4. The ultimate companions for your journey. Whether it's the sleek Camry or the adventurous RAV4, we've got the perfect ride for you. And don't forget our unbeatable selection. We've got a ride for every style and budget. At the new Thornhill Toyota, we're not just selling cars. We're creating unforgettable adventures. So why wait? Visit us today and let's make every adventure awesome together. Click or come by at Thornhill Toyota W. We're on the Thornhill Motor Mile, U.S. 119 Chapmanville. See Thornhill for full details. The Dave Allen Show brought to you part by your local insurance experts from Brightway, the Maze Agency of Taze Valley. From your home to your car, even to your pet, Brightway, the Maze Agency can customize the perfect insurance plan for you at Brightway, the Maze Agency. They aren't just agents, they're your friends and your neighbors. Call John and Sherry today, 304-814-2509 or visit Brightway Maze. Tech says the reason Morrissey could lose is because he has the personality of a pet rock, according to a text. Not my words. Not my words. So I've been watching this story out of Mon County, uh, mainly because it addresses an issue that we here in Charleston and some other areas in the Kanawha Valley face as well. Mike Nolting has a story posted at WVMetroNews.com, and it has to do with panhandling. Uh, they're calling it the uh, Montegalia County Pedestrian and Vehicle Safety Ordinance. 
Uh, and as Mike Stewart, or Mike, Mike Story, not Mike Stewart, Mike Story points out, the whole thing started with complaints from the public about solicitation near retail areas that have made some people feel unsafe and was creating traffic concerns. Now, Montana Commissioner Jeff Arnett says the commission was acting on safety concerns from residents there. Arnett goes on to say that services are available for those who want and need them. Uh, sound familiar? They're available and sometimes unused here in Charleston as well. The uh, Mon County Commission, according to Mike's story and from uh, Commissioner Arnett, uh, gave about $1.4 million uh, annually to the programs that I mentioned earlier. And it's simply a safety issue, according to Commissioner Arnett there, and and, and I would agree. Now, Hoppy talks about uh, that in his commentary, which is posted today. Now, now cue the people saying it's poor shaming and it's a First, First Amendment issue. And one of the – it's already happened. One of the groups in Mike's story is Mountain State Justice, which is a nonprofit group. Their attorney quoted in the Nolting story is saying, quote, the act of asking for money is a First Amendment right, in quotes – and that they will be closely monitoring the implementation of this ordinance. Now, on the first offense, police would take the name of the person and give them a list of services that are available in the area. Continuing violations could result in fines of $100 every time. Now, as Hoppy pointed out correctly in his commentary this morning, in order to make this work, they got to crack down on all public begging. And that's what it is. Whether it's the homeless, little league teams, volunteer fire departments, etc., um, I, I personally have no issue with cracking down on it. Uh, uh, you know, I don't see it as much in Charleston, but in some smaller towns that I travel to from time to time, you, uh, if it's a pretty Saturday, there's going to be somebody standing in an intersection with a bucket out. Whether it's all all for great causes, don't get me wrong, from little leagues to scouts to volunteer fire departments and so on and so forth, but it's a safety hazard. I mean, it really, really is. Now, in Charleston, they're more asking, they're saying they're homeless, and they're asking uh, for, you know, for funds uh, for, for that. And I think, I think it sends the wrong message for kids, you know, and for anybody. If you want to do something, work for it. You wash a car. And I will say, for Charleston, it's not too good of a look when you pull into Charleston. The first thing you see is someone holding a cardboard sign asking for money when literally everyone around you is hiring. But that's another story. Go check out Mike's story on the website. Uh, the Dave Allen Show is brought to you in part by Pinnacle Consultants. Whether you're replacing a roof, remodeling the kitchen, or replacing a bathroom, keep it safe and keep it legal with Pinnacle Consultants. Visit Pinnacle Consultants because what you don't know can hurt you. All right, I got to go. My producer was Hollywood Jeff Petty. Thank you to Mayor Ingram of Montgomery and to U.S. Attorney uh, well, former U.S. Attorney, current candidate for Attorney General, and State Senator Mike Stewart. Coming up on the show tomorrow, we're going to talk some real estate with Rich the Realtor, plus Ellen Allen from West Virginia's for Affordable Health Care. I will see you tomorrow. Till then, have fun and love somebody. CHSAM 96.5 FM Charleston and 104.5 Cross Lane on WVRC Media Station. We're proud to live here too.